officially 24 days till Christmas, hope the holidays um, go well for everybody, and today we're going to be talking about <clears throat> a couple things here, including the Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury fight that just happened, incredible fight honestly, uh, it ended in a split decision, a draw, and uh, I mean I'm not sure what what I think about that, like, maybe it's, I mean, the two knockdowns by, uh, Deontay Wilder were pretty amazing, and I don't think they, but I don't think they demonstrated that he was in control of the fight, and that's what Tyson Fury did, I mean, his hesitation, his head movement, his footwork, I mean, the way that he was landing his, uh, jab, just, and his, like, one-two punches a lot more clearly than, Deontay Wilder, I think that definitely, and this was throughout, you know, round in, round out, after the ninth round, after his first knockdown, maybe you could say he started to slow down, but he still was landing punches, so, I mean, I think Showtime wanted, uh, you know, create a, I mean, they, they definitely took advantage of it, I think the ju- judges took advantage of the opportunity to call it a draw, and give the give showtime an opportunity to do like a rematch right after anyway we're also so that's all i have to say about that so i guess we got that out of the way but we are also going to be talking about lakers and uh, lakers actually played on friday yesterday we beat the uh, dallas mavericks and the score was 114 to 103 uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that, and also, we are going to be previewing tomorrow's Patriots versus Vikings game, tomorrow at 1.25pm Pacific Standard Time, alright, so, uh, please stay tuned, we will get to covering shortly. to see here on Friday, um, we beat the Mavericks 114 to 103, Lakers improved to 13 to 9, and the Mavericks fall to 10 and 10 on the season, so I was listening to the radio and they are saying that the Mavericks were expected to be more of a, you know, uh, maybe like a 7 and 13 team, you know, 20 games into the season, but... Yeah, they're surprising people, and they're at 10 and 10, whereas the Lakers, I mean, also a bit of a surprise, but, you know, we're glad that they're at 13 and 9, and tomorrow we're going to be, you know, playing again, 
so let me double check the schedule yeah um, tomorrow we play the Phoenix Suns at 12.30 p.m. So hopefully we are able to string together a couple of uh, wins right now. We're on a two-win streak. And um, let's see some pointers that I got from that game. I mean, out of halftime, I keep catching these games at halftime, but I'll be watching them some full games. Uh, it's just, but I mean, from what I've seen, it's... We, we do get off to really good starts, but at the same time, by halftime, we had 11 turnovers and 12 points for Dallas off those turnovers. Um, still not not good uh, in terms of the turnovers. And I believe it's that we were stagnant most of the time. Um, we slowed down with a certain rotation that we have on the floor. Uh, sometimes LeBron likes to hold the ball. And I think maybe like rotating LeBron in and out of the, the game a little better uh, in the first half would probably help us out. But at the end of the day, it's probably not LeBron. It's probably the people around him uh, because he has been balling out these last couple games. Uh, I know I guess the Pacers, he was uh, 38 points this game. He had 28 points, 5 assists. I'm sorry, four assists and five rebounds. Um, let's see, we were also, you know, at this point, one and eleven from the three-point line, and you know, we're we're not setting up the three-point, the three-pointers very well, and we're actually relying more on the fast break. So we had definitely more than twenty-seven fast break points in this game and that's a high percentage um you know we for example everyone has like good rebounds and um we're able to you know rally at some moments get some good steals play good defense and then you know get a nice kick out to you know what have you whoever's breaking to to make a point usually it's kuzma or whatever but, you know, it's good that we have that dimension to our game. But at the same time, we just need, uh, I think, overall, a, I mean, not a dedicated rebounder. Because I think this is what happens. We slow down in the rebounding because everyone, the rebounding is distributed throughout the whole team. And I think if we had just like one person in the starting lineup who, you know, was always getting rebounds, like hustling hard for rebounds, you know, putting up high uh, production in rebounds, we'd probably be a lot better at making plays or at least, you know, keeping possessions to open up plays and get better three point uh, percentage play out of uh, ourselves um, let's see here uh, one thing I did point out or see was Alonzo is really playing some high IQ basketball um, I saw him anticipate a pass and then you know dish it out I think it was to Kuzma for the lead um eventually got his fourth foul 
and KCP went in for him, um, which, you know, happens uh, to Lonzo because I think he just plays really good defense, and sometimes really good defense gets, you know, fouls called on it, unfortunately. Um, another thing that we saw, uh, that I saw that we were lacking is our free throw percentage. I mean, we were shooting 50% for the line, like 7 for 14, and, um, I mean, that's, that's only, those are free points right there, and something I guess that they're not practicing that well or maybe it's a confidence standpoint once again I mean it could also be just how stagnant they are you know they're they're not establishing a good flow with shooting and moving the ball so it, it, it could probably I guess with better play it'll get better I think um let's see also we were seeing that uh Kuzma was being inconsistent. I mean, it was five minutes and 13 minutes in the third quarter, and he got his first two points. You know, um, we were up 78-75 when he ended up getting 13 points in the third quarter, which, you know, um, helps out a lot. And I think one of the players... You know, when I talk about we need someone to be hustling for rebounds, I think Josh Hart, when he comes into the game, for example, at um, 3.52 in the third quarter, we take the lead with um, two back-to-back Kuzma threes because we're getting the ball back and we're putting it into good position. He moves around, runs around, he hustles so much. I think Josh Hart is... Honestly, he he needs to have more minutes. Um, he absolutely needs to have more minutes somehow or some way. His like hustle has to rub off on other players, so we can, uh, you know, create this you know resurgence of offense when he's on the floor all the time. And I mean, for the most part, I think. Mavericks weren't shooting all that great either uh, in this game, um, and we did start dialing it up, especially when Kuzma got onto a hot streak in that third quarter, 13 points. I mean, started going off, um, and that really, I think we're starting to get a lot better at holding leads late into the games because we, you know, we just plug LeBron back in, you know, a little later into the fourth quarter, give him some rest, and you know, he takes over games just like, you know, he does, and, um, I'm looking so much forward to, um, the Suns game tomorrow, I mean, you know, we just gotta keep climbing this ladder, the West is a very competitive conference, and the more games we can get uh, in the W column, the better. Alright guys, it's time to preview the Patriots and Vikings next. Thanks.
and welcome back to game night with Eddie. Our last segment here is Patriots versus Vikings. Um, Patriots coming in at eight and three, Vikings six four and one. Within the NFC North, uh, Patriots I believe already clinched the AFC East if I'm not mistaken, and this game is going to be tomorrow, December second. 25 p.m. And a couple pointers here that we need to talk about. Um, we'll dive right right in. So I thought that um, you know on the Patriots side of the ball, we gotta see if you know how healthy is Grunk. Um, last game caught a big seam route for um, you know goal line position. plays out of Gronk. Uh, maybe we were saving him for this end of the season. I know he was banged up with an ankle injury, forearm injury. Um, he's always banged up, bad back or whatever. Um, but we need to see how healthy he is because he needs to be a big component here down the stretch, especially uh, you know against his Vikings defense and offense that is going to be scoring a lot of points, I think. I think this is a high-scoring game, no doubt. Also on the Patriots, um, the running game. They just got Rex Burkhead back, so we're looking at a three-headed monster with Sonny Michelle and James White in the mix as well. You know, we're probably going to get more looks at different uh, packages, and I know that always helps Brady with the play action, and that's basically our bread and butter right there. For the Patriots also, you know, defending. How many points are we going to give up this game? You know, like, how many yards are we going to give up to these amazing receivers that can go nuts after the catch? So, it's on the Patriots side of the ball. And as for the Vikings, you know, they have this dual threat in Adam Cleveland, Stephon Diggs. You know, I can't really think the top of my head, you know, who their third wide receiver actually is. It's kind of embarrassing. But maybe, you know, those are the two biggest weapons. So, you know, who's going to be matching up on them? And, um, for example, we could use, like, the McCordy Twins, uh, bracketing, you know, Thielen, and then we have Gilmore on Diggs, or Gilmore on Thielen, and then the Cordy Twins bracket Diggs. Either way, I know that Bill Belichick is going to want to double-team one of these two guys, because if we're manning up on either one of them, we already know that's a difficult task, so I think we're going to take, you know, the... the the greater of the evils and try to suppress it and keep that that other guy probably with Gilmore you know you know I think there was Bucky Brooks and I think DJ from um, NFL Network they were mentioning that um, defenses are afraid of digs and but Thielen has been the one with the um, all the production, and I kind of believe that, kind of don't, 
like Thielen is just insanely good with the uh, his football IQ. He just knows where to be. He reminds me kind of Julian Edelman, um, in the way that he will just catch balls like very tough situations, off sideline, low throws. Uh, he just makes the best out of every every throw most that Kirk Cousins throws. Um, which goes to my next point, Kirk Cousins. You know, what kind of game are gonna we see? Are we gonna see out of Kirk Cousins um, through the Patriots having off um, behind their you know defensive tackles and a defensive line to put pressure on Kirk Cousins and you know force him to rush throws and whatnot? Because if you give him enough time, you know that Thielen and Diggs are going to get open. So that's that. Also, you know, defending Gronk. Well, you know what I think is the Vikings. Um, Rudolph. Rudolph is the other guy. Yeah, that's a so really nasty three-headed monster for that receiving core as well with Thielen Diggs and Kevin uh, Rudolph. So Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. So there's that, and if. Gronk is healthy, that's another point for the Vikings that they'll have to look out for, you know, defending Gronk, defending that three-headed backfield of the New England Patriots, you know, which one's gonna hit you, um, you kind of know what you're getting with Sonny Michel and James White, but kind of Rex Burkett is, I say, the ground and pound kind of back that Sonny Michel is, you know, acting as right now. But if you have both of those guys, say for example in a package, like it'll confuse defenses with the quick play action to either one of those. That's what I think. Um, let's see what else we have here. So <clears throat> I know that on the defensive side for the Vikings, they have Harrison Smith, and we know Tom Brady is the goat obviously, but Harrison Smith is really good at, um, you know, coming down with, uh, with the blitz, you know, Vikings do sock blitzes and disguises, and Harrison Smith in general just has very instinctive um, plays, you know, like, he just knows where to be, where the quarterback is going to want to throw, and he's great at reading plays, so... Uh, it's definitely going to be that safety versus Tom. See, you know, he'll fall for some of uh, Tom Brady's elite, you know, looking off the safety to hit maybe Gronk, you know, with the seam pass, you know, super good at doing that. So, we'll see how that comes. Also, Julian Edelman versus the third corner in the slot because, you know, you have Josh Gordon. Julian Edelman, you have Chris Hogan, you have Gronk. I mean, right now you have some guys that are pretty healthy for the New England Patriots. And the Vikings are really good. You have the safety. And you have James Jones, you know, made this note that Julian Edelman is going to have to go against that third corner because Vikings don't have that much depth at the back and the cornerback position so that's something that 
Tom Brady can exploit. And then I was also reading up with Pro Football Focus. And Tom Brady against the Blitz is going to be something that I'm going to be looking out for as well. Um, Most teams have not been able to cover the Vikings Blitz and their many exotic packages. So we have to look out for Tom Brady and how he picks up and audibles out of, you know, whatever play he is based on the look of the blitz package that the Vikings are throwing at. I think this game is going to be a high scoring game like I was mentioning and it's definitely going to be one of the more entertaining games this weekend although there are other games that are going to be really interesting too such as Chargers Steelers I believe it's going to be a good AFC matchup as well Um, my prediction for this game in particular of course I'm going to be a little biased but I think Patriots get it done at home 34-31 against the Vikings and that is it for that Um, I hope to catch up with you guys tomorrow after the game Um, you know today we covered the Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder fight amazing fight Uh, ended in a draw I think the rematch is actually going to be really sweet it's kind of looking like a little Canelo Triple G you know sort of drama in the air with you know a very controversial draw here in this first match and then you know who knows how the refereeing is going to be the next next match but hopefully it plays out like Canelo and Triple G in that that second fight was much better than the first fight so um yeah we we definitely covered that we covered the Lakers win over the Mavericks and you know it's good to see Patriots uh, hopefully get the W over the Vikings tomorrow thanks for tuning in